Martin. Welcome to the Ministry Mailbag podcast, a podcast for Trinity Lutheran Church. Um, I'm Chris Swanson, Director of Middle School Ministry. And I am Kate Verlotz, Director of High School Ministry. And we're glad you're here to join us. Um, the, the hope of this podcast is that it's a place to be connected, a chance for us to be together and just have conversation. We'll be taking your questions, your comments, your stories, and, um, and sharing a little bit about ourselves. Uh, we have some different pieces. We're going to start with a devotion using the Faith 5 model for sharing faith at home. So this is a devotion from um, one of my Devo books. It's called God Picks Up Your Tab. Do you know what it means for someone to pick up the tab? It's when one person pays the bill on behalf of someone else. And that is what Jesus has done. We have racked up a big debt of sin that needs to be paid for. Jesus says, hand the bill to me, I'll pay it. It's a debt that you owe, but I will pay it myself. That's why Jesus went to the cross. There he paid the debt for every wrong you've ever done. And that's what makes the gospel such good and almost unbelievable news. Jesus has paid the debt that you owe. So in the Faith 5 model, you first start out by sharing your highs and lows, and then you read a Bible story or a devotion like this. And then the third thing you do is talk about how did that story or devotional connect to your highs and lows. So a couple questions for you to think about in your family. Have you ever known someone who had a big debt to pay off? How do you think this person would feel if someone paid his or her debt for them? And another question, knowing what a big debt Jesus paid for us, what do you think we can do or say in response? Mm, I like those questions. Yeah, and then to end the faith five, you pray for each other and each other's highs and lows. And then last, um, just leave with a blessing. And that could be a cross on the hand or the forehead or saying, you know, a reminder that God is always with you. Mm. Gotta love that faith five. Love it so much. Yeah. So uh, we're hoping that this is a place where we can grow in faith together. But also we thought as a new podcast, a new thing that we're trying out, we would like for you, our listeners, um, to have a chance to get to know us even more. And so we thought of, um, we're just going to do a segment called Top Three. And today's Top Three is what are you watching? So Ooh. Kate, what are you watching? I love watching TV. Okay. Um, things that James and I did before the library closed. We rented season four of Outlander. You are an adult. Sorry, children, not for you. You're an adult on Netflix. They have seasons one through three about time travel and historical fiction and trying to change the past, but you can't change the past. It's a really good love story, very dramatic, lots of gore in it as well. I, I really love it. It's right up my alley of things that I enjoy. Um, a little bit more about me there. Um, so yeah, Outlander is one of the things we were watching. Thing number two that's been on the TV nonstop, Frozen 2. Absolutely. Frozen 2. Have the whole thing memorized already. Arya says, let's watch my favorite. Now, it used to be Frozen 1, so we just have to be careful which favorite she's talking about that day. Frozen 2 usually is the new one. Um, the favorite. We've got all the Anna Elsa toys, dress up things. She has them play together while she's watching. She's got to 
act it out. It's for real life. Um, and thing number three that we are watching for top three is we're rewatching New Girl because one yes. never gets sick of New Girl as a comedy. Love that show so much. So, so good. Slightly more appropriate than Outlander, but you know. <laughs> awesome. All right. What about you, Chris? What are you watching? What are your top three right now? <clears throat> well, my wife and I are finally catching up to all the cool kids and we are watching The Office. That took you a while. Just yeah. <laughs> yep, we're in the and we're only in the middle of season four, so we have a lot to go. Okay, okay. Um, but now all of the memes and gifs and jokes um, that have been around the internet for ages all suddenly have a deeper meaning and very much appreciate <laughs> and and get and get a lot of joy from that show. Oh yeah. Like you guys, yes, we're also watching Frozen two, and um, my kids are singing the soundtrack. Can't stop, won't stop. <laughs> the last thing that we've been watching, um, the last we actually went out to the movie theater um, before it closed, and we we got to watch the new Pixar movie Onward. Ooh, cool! Yeah, it's a great story. I would highly recommend it. Um, it's going to be coming out on streaming a lot sooner um, now, like like later in April, I think, because of, of everything that's going on with COVID. But it's a fantastic quest story about two brothers as they are trying to spend one last day with their dad. Hmm, okay. So, and, cool. and for you nerds out there like me who like a good Lord of the Rings or fantasy thing, there's, there's a lot of great um, references and jokes. So, very entertaining. Love it. All right, so we're at the kind of the main part where we, we're going to do something in every episode, have a main topic. And today, again, it, this is a brand new thing. Um, a lot of our families, a lot of our young people probably know us pretty well. But in case you don't, that's okay. We are here to share about one another. And also because Kate and I, we've worked together for over seven years, like seven and a half years. Mm -hmm. The whole time I've been at Trinity. There's a lot of things that I think we know about each other. And, uh, and we get to share some of that uh, knowledge and um, with our listeners. Mm -hmm. So we're going to um, ask each other three questions and we hope you appreciate who we are. <laughs> All right, Chris, we're going to start off with you. You ready? All right. Favorite place that you have traveled. Now I know that you think I'm going to say the Boundary Waters canoe area. I definitely was assuming you were going to say that. But I'm not. <gasps> Plot twist. Uh, I do love going to the Boundary Waters with my college buddies um, almost every fall. But a favorite place that I've traveled uh, was about two years ago. Um, my wife and I took a weekend vacation to Nashville for our anniversary. Mm. And, um, and we kind of did the non-vacation thing where we didn't plan anything. And instead, we just got, like, every time we got in an Uber or a lift, we'd ask that person for a recommendation, like, where should we eat? Um, what else should you mm -hmm. see here? What neighborhood should we go to? Where's a great place for coffee? Yeah. And um, the highlight ended up being a recommendation for a place off the main strip that was a non-country, um, like, a, like a music lounge. And the night that we went, they had a bunch of local artists who were doing a cover competition. It was Lady Gaga versus Madonna. <gasps> oh my gosh yeah that's great so for three hours we um we got to hear amazingly talented nashville artists um sing their hearts out to some awesome pop songs 
that sounds awesome. I'd do that. Yeah. Um, all right. Hey, Kate, where mm-hmm. did you grow up? Ooh, um, this is kind of a difficult question to answer because my family grew up all over the place because we moved around a lot for my dad's job. Not mm-hmm. in the military, not in witness protection, as previously guessed. No, no, um, he worked for Microsoft. And so as um, Bill Gates and that company was really getting a lot of launching power in the early 90s, that's when my dad got on board with them and um, started moving around and helping with software setup. So we moved around a lot and went to Texas and Colorado, different places, and then ended up um, where he needed to be in Bloomington, um, Minnesota. And so we ended up living in Rosemount. And that's where I went to middle school and high school. So that's where I usually claim that I grew up with. I was at like five different elementary schools by fifth grade. So just like a lot of transition. Yeah. Okay, Chris, this question is really gonna make or break their listeners if they're gonna keep listening. Longest amount of time that you've ever sat playing one board game. Um, So this is a little bit embarrassing to have to answer. I'm not embarrassed that I do play nerdy board games um, and like board games that are nerdier than Life or Monopoly or even Settlers of Catan. I'm not embarrassed about that. But I do have to confess that my friends and I spent over six hours playing a game called Mage Knight. Six hours? What? Yeah. uh, We're super nerds. And um, Mage Knight is a lot like uh, Lord of the Rings where you put together a group of, you know, fantasy people like a warrior and a wizard and, you know, whatever creature. And you go mm-hmm. on a quest. Okay. And so our quest took just one quest, took more than three hours to work through, and oh, then we goodness. went to bed, and then we woke <laughs> up and finished it in the morning. And so. Oh my goodness! Did you do any more quests during this time, or you were like, okay, that was six hours of our life? That's the only time we played that game. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. And we play other games with different missions and quests and, mm-hmm. and things, but and we've probably played the game for more than six mm-hmm. hours, but like okay. at one time, one quest, gosh. six hours, that was Six enough. hours. Oh my gosh. Uh, okay, Kate. Yeah. Here's your deep... De- uh, oh, wait, wait, wait. Um, we all know that you like to read, and I think mm-hmm. we could guess the answer to this. Probably. What book have you read or reread the most? Uh, okay spoiler alert for me it's not harry potter i love harry potter it's my favorite i have a harry potter tattoo i know this is so surprising the book that i've actually read the absolute most is the seer and the sword by victoria hanley i checked it out from the library when i was in middle school this is like while i was waiting for new harry potter books to come out checked it out from the library at least 20 times and they called and they were like do you want this copy of this book and I'm like yes but I could never get there to get it before they moved it out of rotation because it was only me checking out the book James and I like finally tracked it down on eBay because there's like it's not a popular book um but it's like introed me into some good fantasy and really like pushed me forward and knowing like hey could I write a book one day um so yeah the seer and the sword book I've read the most yeah I 
it's probably like at, at least 25 times that I've read. Wow. It's a That's lot. It's, it's just one book. It's not even a series. It's just, yeah. I know. I, it, but it's my favorite. It's one of my favorites. I know it by heart. <laughs> nice. Okay, Chris, it's time for your eighth question um, of the show today, okay? One thing you wish you knew before becoming a parent. Ooh, that's a tough question, a big question. There's a lot of things, obviously, that I wish I knew before becoming a parent. But the thing that I will say is that I wish, and maybe this gives you some indication because my wife is a, a social worker, a therapist, I wish that I knew, naturally knew, more about how to um, regulate and manage my kids' emotional state. Yeah, Kate is just such a natural. My, my wife, Kate, for listeners out there, not to confuse you, my wife is also named Kate. She is such a natural when it comes to knowing what to ask or what to say and how to coach our kids who are six and four. And I'm, I'm teachable. I, like, I totally learned that stuff. And, um, but I just wish that I knew it better before. And like, mm -hmm. how do you coach your kids through the big emotions? Like when they're disappointed or frustrated or sad or angry, like how do you help them? It's okay to express emotions. Like I'm a super empathetic person and like don't have trouble with my emotions, but how do you help kids learn that it's okay to have emotions, but then like appropriate ways to share and work through it. And so, yeah, I wish, I, I wish I was a little better prepared for that. Cause it still feels like, especially with us all being home every day, I'm like caught off guard, like, Oh, what, I don't know what you're experiencing. How can I help you do this better? And I have to kind of like step back and slow down. And, and those are things that she just knows how to do. Yeah. That's it's, I think that's hard for all of us, honestly. Oh. Yeah. You, they say parenting's hard, you know? What? <laughs> I have uh, no idea. I've never... <laughs> as it turns out, it's uh, as hard as wow. they said. Yep. Um, <laughs> all right, Kate, here's your deep question. <clears throat> mm -hmm. What brought you to Trinity? Oh, I was a senior in college. I'd interviewed for a couple different churches and after I'd finished my internship in preschool ministry at Pastor Todd's previous congregation, I was like, love the little people. Don't think I can work with the little people. Lots of tears during VBS weeks that I led, not from me directly, but maybe because I was, you know, asking a question that wasn't geared for a preschooler. I just have always enjoyed deep conversations with people and getting to know folks one-on-one. -on -one. And so I really thought hard about what type of ministry I wanted to go into. And I focused on high school ministry because I didn't feel quite ready to dive back into middle school and the feels there. So yeah, high school ministry really spoke to me. So I looked for those positions and Dean Smith was interviewing at the time, but I'd like passed the interview time when I emailed him and it was just the way I worded my email. He said that he was willing to give me a shot at the interview and here I am eight years later. So that's really how I, but I'd never been to Owatonna before I interviewed at Trinity. Like I thought the farthest thing on 35 was Faribault. So that was quite a shock to me to drive past Faribault from being in the cities. Thanks, Holy so Spirit. It's a whole new, whole new thing, but I love it here now. Well, that's a little bit about us and how we hope this will work 
for folks out there, friends out there. We hope that this will be a bit of a mailbag, a you know, ministry mailbag. You send us emails or texts or um, submit through a Google form. We'll put a link up for that. But submit your questions. It can really be anything like life, faith, travel, uh, hobbies, uh, cooking, um, parenting, underwater basket weaving. I mean, Ooh. like mm -hmm. we're not experts in, in much of anything. We're just here to flap our gums for your entertainment. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and so we'll do the best that we can, but we hope that it's a, a way for all of us to be connected and even beyond everything with um, COVID-19. Yeah, so, speaking um, of COVID, yeah, I'll kind of dive into our boredom buster that we wanted to share with you guys. One activity that we're thinking about sharing each week with you, the first one I have is the heart hunt. Have you guys seen the hearts around town? You can cut out a heart using like all different types of mediums, paint, construction paper, markers, crayons, whatever that is. You grab your art supplies from your house and cut out a heart and put it like in your glass door or on your windows all over your house. Local businesses are doing this too, but you can walk around and like find these hearts all over. Our Owatonna community is coming together to remind each other that we love one another, thinking about each other, and it's a great activity for you and your family to do. And here's the other thing. These hearts are reminding us that like this is bigger than us. This is God's love being poured into our lives and how can we share that love with others and remain connected. And so encourage you to participate in the heart hunt happening around town put up your own hearts and go looking for them get out of the house a little bit just because Absolutely. we are staying home and people are the parents are working remotely just say hey can we grab on our lunch on your lunch break today can we do this or can we, can we just walk around get outside move a little bit right and create do some art while you're home as well i think that's super important uh, Stay, yeah. have your mind stay active um, and not just completely stare at the screen which we're hoping this podcast also does right yeah. is i think that's a fantastic it's a fantastic way for people to remain physically distanced and mm -hmm. yet socially connected which is yeah. going to be really important um in the coming weeks and months that mm -hmm. that we keep our distance i respect your distance but that we we do check up on each other and we show each other that we're there Lot of great stories out there um, maybe that's something people can share is is how they've been con staying connected to their neighbors yeah. and their friends and their relatives mm -hmm. during this this so such unusual um strange time and yet we have the technology we have the tools that we are, you know we're blessed with to mm -hmm. to still be there for each other so absolutely well hey friends that's that's our first take at a podcast and we hope you enjoyed we it. it yeah we did it tell um tell your friends and we're hoping we're hoping that you're listening to this that it that it launched on friday the 27th i'm going to name that out loud mm -hmm. as a goal and hopefully every friday we'll have um we'll have a new one for you uh, maybe some other bonus stuff along the way we're mm -hmm. trying to keep it simple and doable we're learning and um appreciate your your connection and partnership in this yeah absolutely so be well god bless you remember that trinity loves you and if there's anything that uh you need your family needs or prayer requests um, call us at church send us an email we're here for you all right bye friends bye